0: Hey friends, it's Jess and Jericho. And first I need to clarify that if your only options are between wet food and dry food, all types of wet food win against all types of dry food. Any wet food is better than any type of dry food simply because wet food has high moisture and dry food does not. But if you want to do better than that, these are the brands that I would avoid. So the first worst wet cat food brand that we'll look at is called Meow Mix. And this product name is called With Tuna and Shrimp. So that word with means that the composition of tuna and shrimp is between three and 24.9% combined. When we look at the ingredients, we have tuna and then fish broth. What type of fish is used in that fish broth? These are the questions that we need to ask because they know that there's tuna and then later in the list, they specify other fish ingredients. But for the second ingredient, which is second heaviest in the product, they have no idea, it just says fish broth. What, is what kind of fish? You knew for the other ones that you could clarify which fish, but not for the fish broth. Fish is to be expected because it's on the product name rule, But at the same time, I would like to add that a con to fish in general is that cats often develop an addiction to fish, so this can cause picky eating. Let me know in the comments if your cat has or is currently eating a fish-flavored food and how picky they are with new food. Cats in general are very picky, but fish just enhances that pickiness. Then we have further down the ingredients list, soybean oil, thickeners like guar gum and carrageenan. And carrageenan is actually linked to internal ulcerations and neoplasms in animals. So it's definitely something that we want to avoid. And we see tricalcium phosphate, and these phosphates are pet food flavor enhancer palatins, and they use them to entice the cat to eat more of it. And these phosphates are specifically linked to renal issues in cats. The next worst wet cat food brand that we'll look at is called Nine Lives. And this product name has the same rule with, and I love how it says with real beef, like, Why would you need to clarify real beef? It should already be real beef without you having to say real beef. Water is first, so that's most of the food, and then we have meat byproducts. Mmm, doesn't that sound so appetizing? So this is a problem because meat byproducts is very vague. So we don't know what type of meat and we don't know which type of byproducts. And this is an issue because there are other cat food brands that specify they'll say chicken liver, turkey heart, beef lung, But this one just says meat byproducts, so how do we know what type of meat and what type of parts they're using if the manufacturer doesn't even know? Meat byproducts could literally mean any type of meat, and when I say literally any type of meat, I mean literally every type of meat. There was a CRS report sent to Congress on the animal rendering industry. Let's take a look and read it together to see what they say about byproducts. Renderers convert dead animals and animal byproducts into ingredients for a wide range of industrial and consumer goods, such as animal feed and other personal care products for humans. Sources for these materials include meat slaughtering and processing plants, those are the primary ones, but also dead animals from farms, ranches, feedlots, marketing barns, animal shelters and other facilities and fats, grease, and other food waste from restaurants and stores. Now, no worries, I have solutions for you. Stick around until the end and I'll tell you how you can get my free cat food course. Now, in the wild, cats would eat dead animals. I understand that. They would catch and kill their prey and then eat them while they're dead, but they wouldn't eat dead animals from animal shelters, nor would they choose to eat grocery food waste and fats and grease from restaurants. Additionally, I can purchase byproducts at my local grocery store that are fit for human consumption, like turkey tails, chicken necks, chicken backs, cow tongue, all types of different kidneys, pork fat, pork tails, pork ears, and many of these are considered byproducts. So what kind of leftovers or secondary products are actually going into cat food? Next we have beef and chicken. So they knew that they were using beef and chicken in the product, and they clarified for that, but they didn't know what the meat byproducts were. It's kind of like baloney, like let's just throw everything all together. And we know that there's less than 25% beef in the product because of the product's name that says with beef. If it had at least 25%, it would say beef recipe or beef dinner, beef platter. It would have one of those descriptive words instead of just saying with beef. So we know that the meat byproducts, AKA the mysterious, we have no idea what it is, is the majority of this composition of the product then we have soy wheat flour food starch these are not appropriate for cats and actually can cause harm to them then we have steamed bone meal what type of bone are they using you know what animal is it coming from and what type of bone is it which part is it and that word meal also indicates that it's a rendered ingredient and rendered ingredients can include 4d meats this is on afco's website 4D MEATS stands for dead, diseased, dying, disabled. Again, I understand cats in the wild would eat dead animals. However, some of these animals that are dead, diseased, and dying and disabled could be receiving medicinal drugs at the farm or ranch, and then they could be put down before they go to the slaughtering house, and they need to use drugs to put them down as well. And there are recalls for pet food for containing these euthanasia drugs and That explains how it happens. Next, we have sodium tripolyphosphate. Again, that polyphosphate is a pet food flavor enhancer, and they are linked to renal issues, specifically in cats. The next worst wet cat food brand that we'll look at is called Purina Friskies with beef so we have the same rule here less than 25 percent beef and it says in savory gravy and just look at that nice grilled burger Mm, doesn't it make your mouth water It's exactly what cats would be doing out in the wild right like steaming burgers cooking on the grill with savory gravy It's perfect. So we have liver, meat byproducts, poultry. So right here we have three mystery meats. Liver, where did the liver come from? Meat byproducts, what type of meat? What type of byproducts? Poultry, poultry is (laughs) so many different types of birds. Ostrich, emu, turkey, chicken, like which is it? Where did this liver come from? Where are these meat byproducts coming from? What type of poultry is it? Beef is listed, but we know from the product name rule that there's less than 25% beef. So the only specifically named meat ingredient, we know that there's less than 25% of it. Then we have wheat gluten, soy, corn flour. These are not appropriate for cats. They're all cheap fillers. Wheat gluten and starch can cause allergies and soy can cause bloating. Then we have more phosphates, mono and dicalcium phosphate and tricalcium phosphate. Again, these palatins just entice your cat to eat more of it so it's actually nutritious because going over the label, we know that there's not really that much quality protein there. And so they add these flavor enhancers to make the cat eat more of it so that it's actually nutritious. But then cats form an addiction to these palatins, and that causes picky eating. And these palatins again, are linked to renal issues in cats. Now I hear you saying, Jess, what can I feed my cat? I'll put a link to my free cat food course in the description. So maybe you're already avoiding these wet cat food brands and you wanna do better. You know that cats don't need grains, so you're curious about grain-free wet cat food. Recently, we talked about grain-free dry food, so today I want to go through some grain-free wet foods since wet food is the better option compared to dry. So these grain-free wet cat foods actually don't have a high amount of carbohydrates, and they also don't have these anti-nutrients like potatoes, peas, legumes, all of these things that grain-free dry foods do include. But let's review the label to show you what actually matters because you can't really rely on these fancy label claims like grain-free and premium. So the first grain-free wet cat food that we'll review is Rachel Ray Nutrish. And this product name is Chicken Percata. I had to black it out because of trademarks and all of that. But this actually doesn't have a label rule. So that word Percata is something that they made up. It isn't part of AFCO's guidelines. So we have no idea how much chicken is actually in the product, which is an issue because that's kind of important. So we have chicken and water. All right, so chicken is the first ingredient. That's good. Then we have powdered cellulose, which is a cheap filler. This can cause IBD issues, and it's also suspected to be made from cardboard. Then we also have thickening agents like guar gum, xanthan gum, carrageenan, kasha, all the gums. And I just mentioned that carrageenan has been linked to internal ulcerations and neoplasms in animals. So again, these are all ingredients that we should avoid. Then we've got some phosphates. Good old phosphates, pet food flavor enhancer palatins that have been linked to renal issues. So it's good that this cat food doesn't have grains in it, but the rest of the ingredients aren't impressive at all. So let's see if we can find a better grain-free wet cat food. The next one that we'll look at is called wellness, and this is turkey dinner. So this right here, it says turkey dinner. That word dinner means between 25 and 94.9% turkey. Whereas with the previous products, it didn't have that descriptive word dinner, entree, platter, formula, nuggets, feast, those words are on AFCO's guidelines for that specific rule. So then we know that, okay, it's between 24, 25 and 94.9%. And then when we look at the ingredients, we have turkey, chicken liver, chicken, chicken broth. That's a great start. So we have two different proteins, which is great because variety is key. However, I would say that a con here is that you would have no idea that there's also chicken in the product, unless you look at the ingredients. Frankly, it's something that we should all do anyway, but if you are only relying on the front of the can where it says turkey dinner and you don't look at the ingredients, maybe your cat doesn't like chicken or has never had chicken before, these are things, that's why it's important to look at the entire label so that you understand exactly what's in the product and not just what's on the front of the label. Then we have carrots, cranberries, and flax seeds. That will definitely contribute to carbs, but when we use the guaranteed analysis, it's about 13% on a dry matter basis. Ideally, you would have less than 10, about 8 is what a mouse would provide because of the stomach contents of, its, of the prey. But 13 is definitely better than most. That's less than the average. We also have three gums and a lot of synthetic ingredients. You know, this is because they're not really using that many meat ingredients. There's meat and liver and some broth, but really you need lots more muscle meat. Like there's no chicken heart and there's no other secreting organs. There's also no bones. So they have to add all these synthetic supplements to make up for that difference. I personally still think that this is a step up from Rachel Ray. At least we know how much turkey is in the product. There's liver, and there's broth, and there aren't these polyphosphates in it. So we're getting better, but let's see if we can do better than this. So the next grain-free wet cat food we'll look at is called Raised Right, and this is chicken recipes. So that word recipe is the same product's name that we looked at before, between 25 and 94.9% chicken. In the ingredients, we have chicken thigh, chicken heart, chicken liver, cod liver oil, eggshell powder, those are the meat and animal-based ingredients, see that they're very, very specific. They don't just say chicken, they say chicken thigh. They also include heart, and they also include liver, which is great. Cod liver oil, probably for the fatty acids and vitamin A. And they use eggshell powder for a source of calcium. And I like that they say eggshell powder instead of dried egg product or just egg product. They're very, very specific. We're using the egg shell and it's powder. Then we have carrots, organic spearmint, blueberries, organic dried kelp, flaxseed oil, taurine and thiamine, which is a B vitamin. So the only synthetic nutrients are taurine and that B vitamin, which tells us that the quality of the rest of the ingredients is very great. Now yes, cats wouldn't eat carrots and blueberries in the wild, but when you look at the guaranteed analysis, Raised Right actually tells you that it's 3.8%. And if you look at their other products, they even have a turkey and pumpkin pate and chicken and pumpkin pate that are 3% carbs on a dry matter basis. So that's really important that they actually tell you. The other thing that I like about Raised Right is that they provide safety data on their products. So they test for bacteria and all the, and mold and aflatoxins, all these things. And they provide that information freely to the public on their website. Another thing is that it's human grade quality and it's lightly cooked instead of pressurized and canned. So it looks like food that we make at home. It's fresh and it's and it's really great. And I'll put my transition plan and links to Raised Right in the description below. One con that I would say about Raised Right, however, is that you have to order it online. Maybe you want to find something that's available at your local pet store like Petco. So let's, tr- let's look at the best cat food brands at Petco that makes shopping easier for you so the best cat food brand at petco we're going to look at is the best raw and this is instinct freeze-dried raw now this is the best because really it's the only option there at least at my local petco there are no frozen raw options they used to have instinct frozen raw but i didn't see it the last time i went so freeze-dried raw is the one that we'll look at and they have a separate product for adults and kittens on the label it'll say kitten The other one that does not say kitten is for adults so this product name rule here is chicken recipe that means between 25 and 94.9 percent chicken so that's great that there's only one protein in the product name there's nothing else like chicken and rice chicken and peas that's what you want to see is chicken recipe for the meat ingredients we have chicken including ground chicken bone chicken liver chicken heart and then salmon oil so that's great that they're adding muscle meat like chicken and heart and also ground bone and also liver would be great if there were more meat ingredients but this is typically the the base that you will see in most freeze-dried raw cat food brands they also add this clay which is an anti-caking agent definitely not ideal i agree with you that cats shouldn't be eating clay necessary for the food production, not necessary for the cats. But again, this is the only freeze-dried raw or raw in general option that's at PECO. Then we have ground flaxseed, carrots, apples, butternut squash, blueberries, spinach, and then rosemary they use as a preservative. So those plant-based ingredients, you know, cats wouldn't eat blueberries and carrots and flax seeds in the wild, I understand. But again, most of these freeze dry raw food brands add these types of ingredients to, to round out the nutrition since they don't use things like eyes, brain, kidneys, and, and other secreting organs like that that would provide these vitamins and minerals. Then a big con here is tricalcium phosphate. We just can't get away from these phosphates. It's like they're in every type of food. This is a flavor enhancer palatant, and these palatants have been linked to renal issues. Now, this is exactly why my top recommendation is homemade cat food because you have the control of the ingredients and how it's made. But again, this is the only raw option that's at Petco, at least at my local Petco. And this can be a better option than wet food and dry food for sure and it's helpful in the transition to a homemade diet. The next best cat food brand on Petco, this one is the fresh food option of Just Food for Cats. And again, this is one of the only fresh food options that are at my local Petco, so this is why it's the best. This is fish and chicken recipe, so the recipe is good. There's only meat in the ingredients in the product name, but fish, what kind of fish? You know, they, they, they specify which type of fish in the ingredients, but not in the product name. So we don't know which of those fish ingredients is that composition with the chicken, 25 to 94.9% combined. But this product is human grade quality and they actually make their food in open kitchens and human food production kitchens. And it's lightly cooked and it's frozen and then shipped to you. So it does also look like food that we would eat, which is great. In the ingredients, we have chicken thigh, chicken hearts, and chicken liver, plus some specifically named fish, as I mentioned. So it's good that they have the muscle meat, chicken, chicken thigh, and chicken heart, and then also the secreting liver, secreting organ liver. And fish is not ideal at all because cats often develop an addiction to fish, and this causes picky eating. But if your cat's already eating wet food that's fish flavored, and he's super picky, and you've tried raw, you've tried fresh food, this might be a really great transition food for you. Again, transition food, not long-term. Maybe for variety, you know, a little bit here and there, but I personally wouldn't rely on a fish-flavored food regardless of the quality long-term because then when you try to introduce something that isn't fish-flavored, they might be very picky and it could be difficult. But we can use that to our advantage if your cat's picky right now and you wanna get him onto a fresher food, That'll make the transition to raw and a non-fish flavored food much easier. Another con is that they look like they change which type of fiber and thickening agent that they use. So it's good that they don't use any of these gums or carrageenan. They do use straight food sources that also provide some fiber, but it looks like they change it a lot. So earlier this year, I reviewed at my mom's and with her four cats and the package said dried yucca root. The other day, I took a picture at Petco and it said cassava root. On their website, it says tapioca starch. So it seems like they change it a lot because when I visited my mom, this was earlier this year, took the picture at Petco last week, looked at their website before I filmed this video So today. So it's like, you know, that's three different changes in one year. So this is another reason that I avoid commercial food because they can change their formula whenever they want. And you may not notice because AFCO does give them up to six months to change the label to reflect the formula change. But again, there aren't that many good quality options at Petco and this is fresh food. This is still a step up from the pressurized canned food. So the best wet canned food that we'll talk about at Petco is a canna. And this one is beef, chicken, and tuna recipe. So that word recipe is the same product name, but we have three different proteins in that product name. So that composition is the beef, tuna, and chicken combined. So we have beef, chicken, beef, bone broth, beef, liver, tuna. (laughs) (laughs) Churna (laughs) Churna Beef chicken bone broth, beef liver, tuna, chicken, bone broth. So those are good specific ingredients. It would be nice if it said which part of the beef, like beef round or chicken thigh, but at least it is saying what type of meat instead of just saying meat and then we have the beef bone broth and the chicken bone broth so that's good instead of just water i mean water is essential moisture is important but they're doing broth instead to add some of those trace nutrients and they also have beef liver which is a secreting organ that's good so there's a lot of variety of course fish You know isn't the best because it can cause picky eating but it's to be expected and compared to their other products i think this one is the better one and they also say salmon oil instead of fish oil so that's good you know specifically which fish oil they're using but then we have locust bean gum guar gum there's always going to be thickeners and canned food that's just to be expected because those thickeners are required for the food, not for cats. They're required for the food to hold the that pate shape together. And then another con we have tricalcium phosphate. Again, we just can't we just can't get away from these phosphates. They're flavor enhancer palatins and they can cause renal issues in cats. But again, these cons are in all types of commercial cat food, and these are the best that I could find at my local Petco. The next best cat food brand that we'll look at at Petco is the dry category which is Origin. And before we talk about the product, I need to make it very clear that I would never feed any type of dry food to any cat long-term. The only reason that I would ever use this type of dry food or like an air-dried food, they don't have them at Petco. This one, Origin, is probably the best you'll find. The only reason I would use one of these is if I adopted a cat and the cat was very, very addicted to kibble, I already tried freeze-dried raw, I already tried air-dried food, nothing worked. I would use this origin as a transition food to help the cat get used to eating better quality ingredients, and then from there, once he's adjusted 100% to this better quality dry food, I would go to freeze-dried raw or wet and then raw. So transition food, not long-term food. So this product is with beef, pork, mackerel, boar, goat, lamb. So that word with means that there's less than 25% of those named ingredients. Not ideal, but I think it's because there are 25 different meat ingredients, including some that aren't in that product name. So maybe that's why they have to use the word with because there's there's so much there's so many and so much variety. So there's liver, tripe, kidney, heart from all of these different types of meat, which is great because they're including a lot of muscle meat, the secreting organs. Tripe is great. I'm not really sure how much of the nutrients are still in it because it is cooked. You know, tripe is typically used for the probiotics and enzymes, and when you cook it, that can deteriorate them. But, you know, that variety is still very great to have all of those different proteins. There are some meals which it indicates that it's it could it's a rendered ingredient and those rendered ingredients can include four D meats, dead disease, dying, disabled. We don't know because AFCO doesn't require or allow, frankly, the pet food manufacturer to put on the label the quality of those food. Ingredients, But again, these types of cons are in all types of dry foods. And some more cons, we have lentils, beans, peas, chickpeas, pea starch, lentil fiber. These are all anti-nutrients that you'll see in a lot of grain-free dry cat foods. They use these ingredients to bump up the protein content because they can't use grains. They also need starchy ingredients to bind all the ingredients together and hold that kibble shape. So that's why you'll also see that a lot of dry cat foods are high in carbs. This one particularly is about 26%, so that makes sense. But frankly, it's still less than the average, which is 33%. But going back to those anti-nutrients, those specific anti-nutrients directly prevent the absorption of taurine. So we definitely don't wanna use this, again, long-term because of the lack of moisture, but also these anti-nutrients and the carbs. So let's say you, you have one of these foods, you're working with my transition plan and you want some cheap, easy ways to add some raw to your cat's food. Fresh food toppers are a great way to get your cat used to eating better quality ingredients. And since it's only toppers, you don't have to add a lot of it. You start with little, little baby amounts. The first cheap way to add some raw to your cat's food is probably unexpected because cats are carnivores but you can give your cat some cat grass. Now this one's almost nearing on two weeks old, so it doesn't really look the best, but cat grass is really great because there are some micronutrients, and cats in the wild would nibble on grasses. They typically do this for GI help and for digestive help, so it's really, really, and it's also really fun for them. It provides mental stimulation to chew on it, Jericho loves his cat grass, so I buy it locally at the farmer's market because I go once a week for my groceries, so I also buy Jericho's stuff there too. If you don't have a local grass man, you can buy kits online. I'll put some links in the description. One thing that I'll note though is that it does only last about two weeks. I mean, it's grass, it's not supposed to grow in a pot and inside, but just think of it like this. It's food and not a house plant, it's food, and vegetables don't last more than a week. This is about two weeks. The other interesting thing about cat grass is that it can help decrease hairballs and constipation. The next cheap way you can add raw to your cat's food is a raw egg yolk, and raw egg yolks provide protein, vitamins A, B, D, and E, and many trace minerals. Yes, raw egg yolks are completely safe for cats as long as you source from reputable places. Again, I go to the farmer's market, buy from the local farm that has free range chickens. They they eat grasses and bugs and seeds and whatever they want, they have fresh air. So the yolks are very, very deep orange. I eat eggs every day, so this is very easy. I just crack and sort out the yolk and save it for Jericho for later in the refrigerator. I give Jericho one raw egg yolk each week. This is part of his 100% raw diet. If you're feeding wet food or dry food, you can still give your cat a raw egg yolk. I wouldn't do more than one one egg yolk per week. And I would also suggest starting off with very, very tiny amounts to get your cat used to it. And I would also suggest cleaning out the plate after each meal, which is something that we should be doing regardless if we're giving raw egg yolks or not because kibble is not resistant to bacteria or mold. I go much more in depth in raw eggs for cats. In a different video, I'll put that in the description below. The next cheap way that you can add raw to your cat's food is giving your cat a chunk of raw meat. Rambi is great, it's full of amino acids, including taurine, especially if you use dark thigh meat, because the harder the muscle works, the more taurine there's going to be. This is also really nice for chewing, which can provide mental stimulation, because a lot of cats just crunch, crunch down the hatch, or they're licking up wet food, so actually getting a chunk of meat will provide more mental stimulation and some jaw exercise chewing on the food. So what I do for Jericho is share the meat that I buy for myself, again, at the farmer's market. So I portion out what Jericho needs for the week and then I eat the rest. So what you can do is before you season and cook it, just cut off a small piece of the meat and put it in your cat's plate. And I go much more in depth in raw feeding and all of your frequently asked questions, transitions, and all of that in my raw food feeding playlist for beginners, so I'll put that link in the description So of course diet is very important but i also want to talk about cat litter i've been making some of these videos and they're very popular i think it's important for us to round out our cat's happiness with diet mental stimulation and with a clean litter box unfortunately a lot of people overlook the importance of a clean litter box cats are clean creatures they deserve and prefer a clean bathroom just like all of us i understand that cleaning the cat's litter box is a chore i completely get it but i only spend about five minutes a week scooping and cleaning jericho's litter box and he never has any issues and the first cat litter box hack that saved my life is using a stainless steel litter box did you know that plastic traps bacteria even with regular washing most of us use plastic litter boxes i've used them with all the cats that i grew up with When I was a cat sitter, a lot of cats use plastic litter boxes, but plastic is an issue for multiple reasons. So it traps bacteria even with regular washing, which means that you'll never actually get it clean which means you need to clean it more frequently, which also means that you would need to replace it frequently, at least once yearly. So this puts a strain on you when you clean it, puts a strain on your wallet because you have to buy a new one every year, and it also puts a strain on the environment because you're buying this plastic and then tossing it once a year. Whereas a stainless steel litter box might be more costly up front, But in the long term, you're saving a lot of time and money because it's easier to clean. It doesn't lodge bacteria in the material. It's a one-time purchase and you don't have to replace it. So again, it's a one-time purchase. You buy it once and that's that. The next cat litter box hack I have for you is a DIY litter genie. If you're unfamiliar with the litter genie, it's essentially a garbage bin for litter waste and it separates the top from the bottom so that it's kind of like a, a garbage chute where you just, you put the waste in and then it. There's a slider that closes so that the waste is on the bottom. But a big con is that the the Litter Genie itself is made out of plastic. So again, it's going to trap bacteria. I've used many of these when I worked as a cat sitter and they stunk really bad. It is nice to have a separate garbage for your cat litter, but it's uh, it's not that easy to clean because it's plastic, but there's also a lot of parts to it. So the DIY Litter Genie, you can use a stainless steel mini garbage bin or a glass jar so i actually bought a candy jar it's like a gallon jug candy jar and that's what i use for the diy litter genie but just make sure that the opening the mouth of it is wide enough so that your litter scoop can fit because you don't want a very very small tiny mouth that you can't even get the clump of litter in. that kind of defeats the purpose you would have litter everywhere And then I use the doggy waste bags or I just reuse plastic bags, like if I order food, but I have also used these recyclable plastic bags. I have tried the corn-based and plant-based bags. Unfortunately, they don't work. The clumps of pea will burn a hole through it. So you do have to use plastic, but the litter genie uses plastic bags anyway. The next litter box hack I have for you is to use a metal or a ceramic litter scoop. And this is for the same reasons. Again, plastic traps bacteria, which means you're never going to get it clean. You have to replace it and it's much harder to clean. Whereas the ceramic litter scoop, I've had the same one since 2017 when I adopted Jericho and it looks spotless. I clean it once a week and the litter just slides right off of it. It's very, very easy to clean. By the way, I'll put all of the links to everything that I use for Jericho's litter box area in the description below. The next litter box hack that I have is to use a Ripple rug bottom only for tracking track litter. So the Ripple rug is a, a fantastic activity mat. I highly recommend it but you can buy the top and the bottom separately. So when you buy the bottom only, I like to use this as a litter mat because it's soft on pause, it does trap the track litter, and it's easy to clean. I can just throw it in the washing machine on cold, delicate cycle, and then hang dry. It's also very large. It fits the stainless steel box perfectly. If that doesn't work for you, I would suggest a double layer litter mat. This is what I used before I used before I bought the Ripple Rug Bottom Only. The double layer litter mat is large and it traps track litter, but it's also very easy to clean. So the litter falls through the holes and then you just slide it out and it's easy to wipe in between compared to those mesh litter mats that are smaller, number one, but they're also good at trapping track litter, but they're not easy to clean. So that that litter gets trapped in there and it's difficult to get out. And if you try to wash it in warm water and soap, it's not going to dry out completely, so there's going to be some moisture in there which can promote bacteria and mold growth. So in the long run, it's, it's, again, it's never going to get 100% clean. The next litter box hack that I do is to scoop the litter box after Jericho uses it and clean it out once a week. So I scoop after Jericho uses it every single time he uses it. He pees twice a day, poops once a day, so I scoop three times a day. Then I also clean out the box completely once a week. And the trick here is not to fill up the entire box floor, just to put a big mound of litter in the center of the box. So instead of using the entire bag of litter, I just use about a quarter of the bag. So the same bag, even though I'm cleaning it once a week and putting new litter in, it still lasts a month. So rather than dumping the entire bag into the box and cleaning it once a month, I dump about a quarter of the bag into the box and clean it once a week. And I reshape that mound after Jericho goes. And when I've described my cleaning routine, somebody commented that it takes them 45 minutes to clean the litter box. As I mentioned in the beginning, it takes takes me five minutes and You know, I know it sounds like a lot of work up front, scooping multiple times a day and cleaning it once a week, but just keep in mind that the longer you let it sit, the longer it's going to take you to clean, the more bacteria is going to be there, the stinkier it's going to be. When I worked as a cat sitter, there was one client that left the litter box untidy to be nice about it, not to judge, you know, I'm just illustrating the story. When I got there, I had to clean out the entire litter box and there were litter clumps caked on the bottom of the litter box. And I felt like I was mining for gold, but it wasn't gold. And it took me 30 minutes, the entire visit, to clean the litter box. So again, the longer you let it sit, the longer it's going to take you to clean it. So I like to scoop multiple times a day and then clean it out once a week. And again, I only spend about five minutes total And the next cat litter box hack that'll make cleaning much easier is to use unscented and naturally clumping litter. So unscented is important because the cat's nose is much stronger than ours. They're also only inches away from the litter box. So those very strong perfumey smells actually can cause stress and irritation and naturally clumping is important because you don't want to have all these synthetic ingredients in it, but you also want to be able to remove the waste from the box because Cats don't want to walk around on pee and poopy clumpy litter. And I made an entirely separate video about the litter that I use compared to all the other litters on the market. I'll put that in the description below. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I really appreciate you spending time with me, and I appreciate you wanting to do better for your cats. Please let me know in the comments if you're watching on YouTube which topics you'd like to see me cover next, And if you're listening on a platform where you can review the podcast, I would love to hear your feedback. And it's also helpful for other cat parents to see that watching and listening to this podcast is worth their time. Help me help as many cats as possible. Thanks again for watching and I hope you and your cats have a wonderful day.